Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's time to speak out. Welcome to We Have a Voice. Community discussions about Huntington's disease. And juvenile Huntington's disease. Show host, James Valvano. You are loved. Hello, everyone. This is James Valvano, one of your three hosts today here on We Have a Voice Radio. We are broadcasting through iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and many other networks. I am joined today by two of my incredible friends and co-hosts, Kevin Jess, Vice President of We Have a Face Canada, and Leanne DeLong, who leads up Edmonton Sector for We Have a Face Canada and is also a contributing writer within our We Have a Face Global Times online, online newspaper. Today's radio show is very important, one we've never imagined that we would have to do, but we find ourselves living our lives in a global pandemic due to the coronavirus. I want to introduce Kevin and Leanne today before we go any further. Kevin, how are you today? Doing just great. It's a very warm day here in Nova Scotia, and uh, you know it's a shorts day. So, but mind you, I'm not going to scare anybody by wearing my shorts. So there you go. There you yeah. go. It's hot here, <laughs> crazy hot here. And Leanne, how are you, sweetheart? Well, I'm a little jealous, fellas, because it's minus six here in Alberta. So, but I'm doing good. Yeah, it's it's a crazy time we find ourselves in, guys, and. Uh, we've been discussing having a show like this now for uh, over a week, um, and when is it the right time, in truth? Because every single day, we are bombarded with so much information. What I would like to do, Kevin and Leanne, if you don't mind, I'd like to begin the show with a few announcements that have come across to us on Facebook and through email, if that's okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, the HDSA, the Huntington's Disease Society of America, put out a press release and an email on March 18th, 2020, via what they call a community update regarding the HD and COVID-19. And what we will do is we will post that link within the chat portion of this radio broadcast so that everyone who's listening can actually go directly to that release. Um, Vital information there for all of us to read. Um, Also, the HDSA announced today that they've made a very difficult decision to convert their 35th annual HDSA convention to a virtual event. They will not be hosting a physical convention in 2020. Now, according to the email and release, I quote, for the first time in the HDSA's history, we will be streaming our world-class presentations and much-anticipated research updates online directly to your home for free. The event will continue to take place in June, but the exact time of the convention events is likely to change to accommodate a nationwide online audience. Now, we personally applaud the HDSA for taking a proactive stance during these very difficult times, and I applaud all of our HD and JHD nonprofits on a global scale for taking appropriate measures, just as the HDSA has done. And for our listeners, this also includes we have a face global hubs. It has affected us as well with regards to our fundraising efforts and our educational day efforts. But we must remain cautious and diligent at this time. Now, just before the show, I reached out to Louise Vetter, president and CEO of the HDSA via email, um, and I had asked her in the email a question that we saw throughout our Facebook groups and, and basically all over Facebook when it comes to our Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's community. And the question that I put to her was, Will the HDSA have supports in place to help the Huntington's families and patients during this coronavirus outbreak? And if so, what are they? And Louise got back to me right away. Um, she apologized uh, for, for missing the show. Um, but her answer is uh, the following. During the COVID-19 coronavirus virus crisis, HDSA's online and telehealth resources, all of them free, remain active and accessible. From our social worker staffed HDSA helpline, which is 800-345-HDSA, and the HD Trial Finder call center to the virtual support groups and Amwell telemedicine counseling program, we are committed to helping families connect to HD-specific care and support during this challenging time. Our website and social media channels are up-to-date and active, and we expect more online programs, including the virtual convention this June, will be made available as we develop new ways to share information and engage the community. Um, Thank you, Louise, for, for emailing us that. So if you have any questions and concerns and you're in the HD community here in America, um, please reach out. Um, this is a time that we all need to get together, and We Have a Face is also here for you as well um, with questions, um, concerns, and we will do our best to route you to the appropriate um, means to answer your questions and get you the support that you need. Now, Kevin and Leanne, I know we have so much to talk about today and so much to report. So what I want to do is I want to begin with you, Leanne. If you can address the community via a perspective from Canada, specifically in Edmonton, where you reside. Of course, of course. Um, As of 
today, March 20th, there has been one confirmed death due to the coronavirus. Uh, we currently have 146 cases. 69% of those are in the Calgary zone, and currently three are in ICU. Um, we've had six hospitalizations, as far as I know. Um, those numbers change every day, and we are getting another update in about two and a half hours here. So um, by the time this airs, uh, my numbers could actually be different, and we could have more cases. Um, but uh, as of right now, that's that's basically where it stands. And um, I was going to say that... Um, we do have 29 cases in the Edmonton zone, 10 in the north, three cases in the central zone, along with three cases in our south zone. Um, everybody who does live in Alberta will totally understand what I mean by that. And um, uh, we've also, uh, the, our, our government, I will applaud, uh, we have been getting daily updates uh, do, through press, release, uh, press releases and also online, like um, uh, video conferencing. It's been amazing. Uh, they have been very open with their aggressive approach to, uh, you know, protect the public and, and help limit the spread of COVID-19. Um, basically, like as for like locally, uh, we have uh, um, an emergency isolation support of 50 million being made available to Albertans who must self-isolate and do not have another source of pay or compensation while they're self-isolated. We also are getting a one-time payment of just over a thousand dollars to be distributed to bridge the gap until the federal emergency payments begin in April. And um, student loans and apprenticeship training, when it comes to that here locally, not locally, but here in Alberta, um, the government has implemented a six-month interest-free moratorium on student loan payments for those um, who are in the process of repaying loans. And there's a whole bunch of information. And then as far as travelers go, um, travel outside of the country is strongly discouraged, obviously, um, at this point given the rapid spread of the virus. Um, and I'm going to just, uh, I want to move on to some uh, bigger numbers for, for our current situation in Canada. Overall, we total, we have a total of 846 confirmed cases with 27 more probable cases at this point in today. Um, 271 of those are in British Columbia. Alberta is sitting at 146 as of today. Um, another major area affected is Ontario with 248 cases and Quebec with 121 cases. Um, I will note that as of right now, I see that Nova Scotia has five confirmed cases and nine probable cases. And I think that's where I'll throw it over to you there, Kevin, because uh, you're in Nova Scotia. So why don't you update us? Um, basically the, um, uh, the steps that are being taken are very s similar to what, what you're talking about. Uh, it seems to be that way kind of across the board. Uh, mind you, you know, some provinces are, are financially better off than other provinces, but it doesn't seem to be making a difference. There, there's the, there seems to be the same quality of, of, uh, aggression toward this 
this virus in every province that I that I can see, and uh, uh, but it's being done in a very a, a very caring way. I, I feel mm-hmm. as though we are really being cared for. I I I, I feel confident. Um, I don't feel afraid, but yet I feel like I should be compliant. And I think it's because of that softer, gentler approach. Uh, our health minister here in uh, Nova Scotia, Dr. Strang, uh, you know, when I listen to him, it, it, you know, he sounds, he sounds like a doctor. He doesn't sound like a politician. Um, he... And he comes across as incredibly knowledgeable and believable. Uh, people are listening to him. Now, uh, they're taking it seriously. Does that say, does, but yet, you know, today is Child Tax Credit Day. I A lot of people are out. They are at the shopping centers. They are, I think, probably filling their cabinets and getting ready for the long haul. Uh, so it's not a good day to be out right now in the stores at Walmart or wherever. Okay, it's it's packed. Uh, so so much for social distancing. However, there's still a lot of people who don't really understand social distancing. So, uh, but they'll they'll get there. Uh, and I think that the, that they're coming on here every day. I mean, sometimes twice a day. The government is on doing a press conference, and they have everybody that is on that team of dealing with this virus. They have them all there. They are taking calls, uh, you, you know, and so we can hear what these people are asking. The you know, it's 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 actually you know very, being done very very well. Uh, and yes, there are cash payments. The province is there's some things that the province can't deal with. They are they're, they're waiting for clarification on the federal response um, that is yet to come. Uh, but I believe it's imminent that that, that uh, there will be a response. It has to do with like small businesses and the rental, the you know paying the rent. Um, you know. Uh, so because, you know, the people that they rent from also have mortgage payments and so on. So it's like a trickle-down thing. So the, and, and, the, and the federal government has to address those before the province can address the, the uh, uh, other small business, like little cafes, restaurants, so-and-so, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, uh, I, I, I do want to note, too, that the, uh, the Huntington Society of Canada uh, is closed. Uh, they have closed their offices, and, uh, but they do have – Numbers and you can, and and as soon as you open up their website at the Huntington Society of Canada, they give you these emergency numbers if if someone needs assistance. Uh, and I don't know what they're if there's anything offered. I have no idea, but they do have a crisis line. Um, yeah, I think that that's about it. Oh, I did see today that Canada has closed their borders for. Um, uh, people coming in, like say from countries that are at war or whatever. Um, yeah, there are the asylum seekers and asylum the, seekers, the border closes uh, at midnight tonight. Actually, yeah, and so that has yeah. been done. Um, and and you know, like from a Canadian perspective, I know that there's there's a lot of opinions out there about that, but I think that most Canadians are sorry for that. But they but it but we're really left at no choice. Um, 
we have to uh, do something about this virus, and uh, and so the government is responding in kind for that. I do have to mention, Kevin, I, I just heard today uh, that Sobeys in Nova Scotia is actually installing plexiglass um, cashier shields as um, yes. grocers begin to ramp up COVID-19 measures. I see this on um, CBC. Yes, uh, what can you tell me about that? They Well, I, I, did, I did hear that just actually about maybe two hours ago, um, and uh, I have seen pictures of it. And it shows that they're almost like in a, it looks like a glass, almost like a glass cage, but it's actually just one screen of, of glass in between, uh, the customer and the cashier. So it's, it, it, it really, it's for everyone's protection. Um, a, a lot of places have stopped, uh, accepting cash payments, like the Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation will no longer be accepting cash payments. It'll be credit mm-hmm. card, debit card only. Um, I've heard uh, uh, people commenting that this might not necessarily be helpful, but uh, they feel that it is necessary for the protection of staff. So that's I think that's the reasoning around it. Um, Mm -hmm. however, I mean, they are, they are trying because they want to keep, there's some things that really do need to be open, like a grocery store and, and the pharmacy and pharmacies and things like that. So, you know, they're trying to take measures to maintain that so that everything doesn't have to be shut down and, and schools. That's another thing. I believe that most of the Western provinces have closed schools indefinitely. Yeah, we actually um, begin this kind of cool virtual classroom thing um, early in April. It's all been set up. The teachers are getting everything underway now. And we will be educating our, our kids at home. But I think the teachers are going to have a, a still have a hand in that, which is great. I don't know all the details yet because I just got, I just picked up my daughter's stuff yesterday and I'm going through like all the emails, but it does sound like there's a good plan in place. And I applaud all of our teachers at this time who are still going into the schools and still caring about their students. Now, yes. And, and we are on March break here at present. So the schools are closed. And right now it says two weeks after March break. So after this week, there's another two weeks that the schools will be closed. And of course, it mm-hmm. says we will reassess. Now, Dr. Strang went in the, in, in the, in the uh, news conference today. He was asked that and he said, yes, it, it, that uh, that would be reassessed probably by the end of next week. So I'll group, be honest, I think they'll keep them closed. Oh, if, we're all expecting, they... we're all expecting no school until at least September. Yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's what we're expecting. I think that people should expect that and prepare for that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then we'll we'll get there. You know, as, as the information comes forward, they want to see really how bad this is going to be. I, you know, I realize that they see what's happening in other countries, like Italy, for instance, and but they're hoping that the measures that they take will try and push down that curve. To you know, flatten out that curve so that that uh, you know it uh, that we don't get hit as hard. But yeah. we're preparing for the worst. 
Well, in saying that, um, I read a Global News article yesterday that said um, just a week or two, uh, two weeks ago, that um, Italy's numbers were where our numbers are right now. And then it, you know, you see them where they're at. They're over 30,000 cases, uh, over 4,000 deaths. Um, but let's remain hopeful in that everything that we are trying to do as Canadians uh, will have some kind of effect in, and ease this um, situation a little bit. But I also, I know I cut you off there, but I do want to mention that um, the Canadian military um, has said that they are preparing to respond to multiple waves of the COVID-19 pandemic, which yes. could stretch out over a year or more. I've heard 18 months, yeah. Yeah, um, I see um, a CBC article saying the same thing. So um, we could be in this for the long haul, and life is going to change for a little while. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, uh, you know, we th- we often think, okay, we look at what say what's going on in the United States, uh, leading up to where James is going to take over for the, for for talking about what's going on in America. Uh, you know, what happens there affects us here, and vice versa. So Canada is is taking a, a an aggressive approach to this, but we're also really, really like looking after our citizens. I gotta say, I gotta thank, I I, I do appreciate Prime Minister Trudeau in how in his approach. I do feel that it's a calmer, gentler uh, approach and how he's dealing with the public. I think that that is helpful. And, and, and how he's being very inclusive. The, it's it's. I, I think I, I got to compliment the, the all governments. It doesn't matter where you are in in this country. I think that all governments are taking this seriously, and are 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 really taking good approaches at dealing with it. And I feel confident and very proud that that we are handling it this way. And so with that. I think that probably, unless you have something else to say, Leanne, I, we can hand it over to James. No, I, I, I think you summed it up nicely. So, James, take her away. Wow, guys. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm also looking through a pile of notes here on my computer and also glancing over the CDC website, which I know that we'll be discussing as well. And um, I just can't help but say, wow. We're actually sitting here talking about this. This is actually a reality. And yes, was we have a voice birthed to discuss topics and subject matter regarding Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's. But And here we are talking about this and how our lives have changed. Um, do we hope and have faith that it will get better? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Of course, um, but we are trying to do a service here um, for our population across the globe, our Huntington's population, our juvenile Huntington's population, but also all of our listeners, our friends, families. And, you know, I've been spending a great deal of time looking through our groups, you know, and general posts across Facebook and Twitter over the last few days. And it's, it's like a lightning storm with the amount of information that's flooding in every hour of the day. So what I want to do before we go into some stats, I want to take a moment to talk about some really great news that was brought to us by our one and only Dr. Jan Nolta. Um, Dr. Nolta's lab at the University of Davis, California. Now, according to Dr. Nolta's post on Facebook, she reports, and I quote, thanks to the tireless work of our colleagues in the Department of Pathology over the past two weeks, we can now test our own COVID-19 patients at the UC Davis. Um, and, and this is great because she goes on to say that they're also help expand this testing in the near future to allow the ramp up of 20 patients a day to way over a thousand. So thank you, Dr. Nolta. As always, uh, Dr. Nolta has put, so many years into f- research for Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. And she and her entire team are pitching in during these difficult times. And uh, on that, I'd also like to thank all of our Huntington's researchers for jumping in and doing everything they can to fight the coronavirus. This has become an all for one, one for all approach. And, you know, like I said, each of us knows that we're being bombarded by so much news every second of the day. So it's so important that each of us do our part to keep the virus at bay as best as we can. So what I've been doing, and I'm on the CDC's website right now, and it gives up-to-date information, information regarding how to protect yourself if you think you're sick what you need to know, symptoms, older adults and medical conditions, how to prepare your family, community resources, and a map of the coronavirus in the United States. And there's so much information. And, you know, it's very sad to look at this right now because it's updated, just to let everyone know, it specifies updated March 20th, which is today. And it also underscores that this page is updated regularly. So the numbers here are a total of 15,219 cases, 201 total deaths. So that's, that's it from a glance, because I'm not going to lie. Uh, America's huge. I don't truly have the complete information to go state by state. But for those who are listening, I urge you to be diligent. Do not panic. Be diligent and listen to... The researchers, listen to the doctors. We need to practice social distancing. Now, here in the States, each of the states are rolling out their own local and state plans. 
and I'm not going to lie, it's a very, very um, difficult um, time to listen to all of this information. But from a Floridian standpoint, because I've been living in Florida now for more than half of my life, um, I spoke with Kevin offline about this the other day regarding how prepared we normally are when it comes to natural disasters, such as preparing for hurricanes. Now, my family, specifically my households right here, we didn't wait four weeks. We got wind of this, as most of us did, and we started not to hoard but we started to prepare, make sure we had batteries, make sure we had food, make sure we had water, the basic essentials. And, of course, because right now, obviously, I have Huntington's. My mother has asthma and other ailments and pulmonary issues. Ian, he has diabetes and pancreatitis. And our mother-in-law, his mother, is with us, and she has mid-stage dementia. So, we didn't go into panic mode. We went to prepare mode to make sure that we have the essentials and try not to um, leave the house. We chose that we are going to self-distance uh, from everyone. And I also mentioned this to Kevin earlier that for those of you who've known the Valvano family for a very, very long period of time, my family is huge. And they all live here within two zip codes. And my sisters sent us all a text message the other day saying, listen, we need to make a decision as a family to stay home away from each other. And it was not an easy decision because I know how close and closely knit my family is. But we all decided, stay home. And you know what? Let's use the phone. Let's use FaceTime. Let's, let's, let's do that. And we're going to get through this. And so I guess from an American perspective, I just urge everyone, if you're looking for accurate information, listen to the doctors, the medical professionals, visit the CDC website. Don't inundate yourself with so much news because that can bring on major issues with your health alone. But do your due diligence. Pay attention. Um, we're still waiting for our government to roll out a couple of packages. Um, I am a proponent in this position to safeguard our local businesses, our small businesses, our larger businesses, because we need to keep the machine working. Um, we're not there yet. Um, uh, as a citizen, I don't know where this is heading, but our Congress is working hard. I have faith that they will all get together and not only propose bills, but pass bills that will benefit. Because like Leanne, you said, we are, we are going to be in this for the long haul. And for you know, people who are out there, uh, I, you know, Leanne and Kevin and I, we spoke prior to the show. I pulled up just four comments, let's just say, that I found across social media that I found to be quite sensitive, let alone dangerous, for people to be suggesting. And the first one is, I am too young to get the virus. Well, no, you're not. Everyone, regardless of color, shape, size, form, can get this virus. It has not been proven that <laughs> that if you're young, you're not going to get it. So that, that needs to stop. 
the second one, and guys, I'll give you guys an opportunity to to uh, discuss these as well. I just want to get these out there. Um, if I get the virus, but I'm asymptomatic, I can't spread it. Well, you haven't been paying attention and you need to start because even though you get the virus, but you show no signs whatsoever, you still can pass it along to your loved ones. So we need to pay attention more. And I think that our doctors and researchers who go on television, they need to continue to underscore these um, incorrect statements. The next one is, I'm immune to the virus. Well, that's also incorrect. Now, the last one that I found um, to me is the, the most one that I worry about. If I test negative for the virus, then I can't get it. Well, no. If you test negative for the virus, happy day, thank God. Now go home and stay home and stay away from people or be diligent because just because you tested negative today does not mean that if you put yourself in the public that you cannot get it. Now I want, Leanne, if you could speak to that as well. I think... Um I can say this, uh, whether it's a common cold, the flu, pneumonia, the stomach bug, no matter what it is, you can pass it on to other people. You can get it. It doesn't matter your age, race, uh, religion. Uh, We're all human beings, and our bodies all get infected in different ways. So nobody can be immune um, unless, you know, they take some kind of vaccine that I don't know about. Uh, But until that's created... Nobody's immune, and um, I really feel like even whoever, you know, may have said these things or thinks any of this, they should just keep in mind that um, they whether they, they get it and it only develops into a tiny cold for them, they could pass it on to somebody else, and that next person is going to cool. develop a full-blown, full you know, pneumonia, pneumonia state and kind of, you know, have... And be, end up in hospital. It, it's different for everybody. Absolutely. And Kevin, what's your feeling about it? People who are saying these things, okay, um, th- they create a danger in in our society um, to by believing that, and 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 it puts others at risk. Uh, there are people I've read that you know in on legitimate uh, from legitimate sources, okay. Uh, that suggests that even you can have uh, COVID nineteen and maybe never really show symptoms. Correct, uh, absolutely. Okay, and you could be going around and and passing it around. There was a little boy. I can't remember. Uh, Leanne might know right off the bat. A little boy that just died recently with with COVID nineteen, and I'm not sure about any underlying. Uh, causes but he just died he was a little boy so as far as being young okay if you're young and you have no underlying conditions uh of course if you get if you get uh COVID-19 your chances of recovery are much greater than say someone who is 70 years old and has underlying conditions or just from being 70 years old that does not mean uh that that a person who's say 35 years old, okay, in perfect health, can't get coronavirus, coronavirus or COVID 19 and die from it. You can. Absolutely. 
Okay. Uh, it's, I'm, each absolutely. person is different. Uh, and here in the HD community, our community should know that even better than anybody because one person's HD is different from another. It's not a one size fits all disease. So, and also there are, there are, uh, there are two strains, I believe, of the COVID-19. I think there's an L and an S or something like that because it has mutated. So yeah, we'll have to research that further. Yeah, well, it's real. I mean, I I I did look it up. Absolutely. And, I found out. and 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 which is why it's the a vaccine is difficult for this disease. So even reports of a vaccine are for a bit off. Like they're they're not coming soon. Now, Canada is using a, an old drug, but apparently it, it does have an effect. Um, but the, and they are using it on existing patients. So it's an old, an old drug from 1939. Uh, yeah, I, I believe uh, now, uh, of course, none of us on the show here are doctors. No. And the, uh, what I understand, because I was listening um, this morning to the government's um, uh, speaking to America, and all of us have seen it. They they are hoping. Hoping is the key word. Yeah. And I, I for, uh, the actual med I, or or drug, I cannot remember off the top of my head, and I might be wrong. So I'm holding. I think it was also something that was used for malaria. Yes, it was. Yeah. So so once again, the news reporters were asking, and the answer is, we don't know. We do not know if this vaccine that has been around for a very long time will work. It's not we a don't vaccine. Know. It's, I it's apologize. Not, yeah. Uh, yes. But nonetheless, the approach. Yes. We, we, we just don't know. We hope. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be fantastic if we saw some type of response? Yes. So, and, and truthfully, I don't know when they're going to begin rolling that out and when – the time frame thereafter will take to report the findings on it. Um, but ha- speaking to your point, Kevin, which is so important, I was just doing a Google search, and of course, with everything that's being specified on television, there are so many drug companies, pharma companies, bio companies that have all pitched in to see who can get there first, and that's also very hopeful as well. Um, but we need to let them do their job yeah. and let them report to us the truths. And then we need, as humans, regardless of where you live, be diligent. Because the other aspect that we need to concern ourselves with, considering we have a voice, is and has been created for our Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's population is to also put the message out there to the families, the patients, the caregivers. We're already under a lot of stress with this disease. And this goes to uh, the point for any disease-oriented group that already goes through the daily frustrations, stressors, that we need to really make sure that our patients and caregivers have support and that they know where to go and then need to take time to breathe and do some fun activities at home. A little bit of distraction is great because if we embed ourselves into the 27, 24-7 news cycle, that can only bring on manifestations of symptoms. 
Yes. One most one most importantly is depression. Now that of course can be a blanket statement for the entire population, but when we look at the actual specifics when it comes to Huntington's, depression is huge. So if we all continue to help one another as a community, listen to the researchers, the scientists, and also keep yourself busy and active. And this is the time for us to enjoy our families as best as we can. I mean, Kevin, I, I would love for you to speak to, if you don't mind me asking. Now, Kevin's wife, Sheila, we all know her. God bless her. I want you to share your personal experience knowing that you can't see her. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the uh, guards uh, that we've put up, and, I, and I'm hoping that this is all across, I know it's all across Canada, but I'm hoping it's also all across the United States, that the nursing homes, uh, long-term care facilities have all been shut down for uh, visitors. Uh, there are no exceptions. None. Okay. Now I'm used to going in and sitting with her all the time and, uh, you know, talking, whatever. She can't always speak back, but she tries. And, uh, uh, but I can't see her anymore. It's driving me insane and it makes me sick. Like I literally feel sick to my stomach. And, Totally understandable, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, do I support the fact that they shut that down? Yes, I do. I totally support it. Uh, now, my my main issue is that I know that in the event that she gets COVID nineteen, if she does, um, that her chances of survival are very very low. Um, I, I know this, uh, I, I, I accept it, but I don't want to. And of course, um, and, but, but here's the thing, the kicker in the event of her death or, or the event that she gets this and she becomes like, so that she has to have say hospital care or whatever, they would most likely send her to the hospital now, the hospitals are also banning any visitors. The thought is she dies alone. And yeah, I can't handle that. I, I hear you. So you'll probably, if, if that happens, let's just please pray that that doesn't. But if it does, right, you'll probably see my name in the news as being arrested because there is no way that that is going to happen without a fight. I'm sorry, but I will not make any excuses. I won't make anything. It's just how it is. I, I have been married to her since I was 18 years old. I am not. And, and so we knew each other long before then. I can't remember life before her. And one of us, one of us was going to be with the other at the time of our passing. That is, um, First, I want to say thank you for sharing that with the world. Um, I know when you've shared that with me and the rest of the team privately, it's still very difficult to hear. And, you know, to your current situation, can we imagine um, how many more Kevins are out there? 
Well, and but here's another thing, okay? Because I grab onto anything I can grab onto, okay? To and and it wasn't long ago there was a gastrointestinal virus that was going through the nursing home, and once something gets into a nursing home, it just goes through it, right? It's unbelievable because everyone is so compromised there. And, and, but now my wife's room, she shares a room, uh, with another lady down at the end of the hall. It's a huge, big room. And, uh, anyway, this, it, this virus was going through. It was, it was quite a serious virus. People died with it. Okay. And, uh, these two women, my wife and her roommate, they did not get it. They were one of the only ones in the building that didn't get it. The reason is because they are way down at the end of the hall. There's no traffic going by their door. They're sort of out of the midst of the things. They're 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 far away from the dining room. They're far away from uh, from the entertainment that they provide there every Saturday and so on. Okay, they're far away, so they're socially distanced from the rest of the residents in the building. Okay, that shows to me. How important it is that social distancing is a real thing. It is something that we all need to pay attention to because that worked there. That's within closed doors. That's how well that worked. We really need to pay attention to this social distancing. Get off the beaches. Get a, you know, stop, stop going out. Okay, it doesn't mean to go out with for coffee with friends. Like you, you need to stop. You know. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of becoming um, more and more as the days progress. Where we find, you know, specifically here in America, um, we know um, the three most devastated states so far are New York, Washington state and California and all three of those governors have um, urged their population to do exactly what it is you just stated. And, you know, I, I don't know what to forecast. I don't know what will happen. It, it truly depends if we can indeed bend the curve. Are we doing it the right way here in America? I don't know. Do I have my own opinions? Absolutely. But, you know, to your point that, it's such a delicate subject because if anyone has a loved one that you have to be separated from on any day, regardless, it's hard. But to know what you've openly stated, it's heartbreaking because, like I said, there are many Kevins out there, Kevin. And you there can probably are, hear really, in my voice that I'm fighting back here. I know. I'm, I'm I know. emotional. Right. I know. I know. And it's expected. And, you know, Leanne, if if you don't mind me asking, can you um, tell us how you're um, handling this with your your family? Well, I mean, it's different for me. Uh, Kevin has a, a very valid and, and truthful story. Um, I live in Alberta and I'm distanced from my family. Uh, my mother is in a nursing home currently in Nova Scotia. However, I don't get to see her on a regular basis. Um so for me, it's um, I love the fact that our government came together so quickly right across the the can the can like right across Canada to put in place these um, the bans on visiting uh, nursing homes and to self isolate if necessary and social distance as much as possible. 
the earlier we do this, we can only hope for the best outcome in doing so. But my issue is how many people are actually listening to this advice? Yeah, which is a great question. Um, like I said, it, to, it's almost as if you wish, well, for me, to wake up and you look at the news and you hope to hear that more people are being diligent. Um, we hear this all the time, bend the curve, bend the curve. Well, in the States here, many people have an opinion on how to bend that curve uh, relating to whether you quarantine, whether you self-isolate, or whether you practice social distancing. Now, uh, family social distancing is the next term that needs to be brought into this picture because as my entire family has chosen to do, we are, are now cut off. No more, no more coming to the houses. Um, so I'd like to see more reporting um, that uh, not only Americans, but the world in general that are being proactive because we can be reactive. We could be paranoid. We could panic, or we can just do the common sense things. And I think that the more and more as the days progress, unfortunately, we are going to see an absolute rise in cases. It's being reported. We're at the tip, basically, of this iceberg, sadly. So we don't know, and we could have hope. Um, I, I'm still waiting for our government here to roll out a lot more. I know things need to take time. Um I am concerned, and I want to bring up this next topic. I know it's a very long show so far, but I believe that these are conversations that need to be had. We're hearing reports constantly, and coming from a, a background where I used to work in and run group homes with people with diseases, terminal illnesses, and disabilities. I have nurses in my family. Um, we have a nurse within we have a face who is Carol Kennedy in England that we are being put through this horrific. I can't find equipment to do my job. We can't find masks. We can't find this or that. What I first want to do is I want you guys to give the listeners um, a perspective of what you're hearing in Canada regarding the needs for this uh, proper medical kits that we hear are not seeing rolled out fast enough? Well, I know for, for me on my side of Canada, um, I'm, not see, I'm not hearing about shortages. I'm not hearing about panic. I'm hearing that so far um, hospitals are prepared. Um, but, I mean, that could all change when a bunch of people get sick at once and then the hospital is overcrowded. But at this point, I haven't heard anything um, of that sort. I have. Uh, I have heard because they were addressing it, um, I believe it was yesterday, Dr. Strang here in Nova Scotia was addressing it, and he said that Nova Scotia hospitals are completely ready. There's no shortages. Uh, wow. Now, now they're, like Leanne said, once this takes hold, now Nova Scotia is a, has a very large population of senior citizens um so 
you know, that could change rapidly. But as far as basic medical supplies, uh, uh, you know, even beds, as far as I know, there's not really a huge shortage of in the event of a, an emergency situation. I know that, like they'll say, for instance, over here at the local hospital here, it's a regional hospital, and uh, they'll say, you know, they got a shortage of beds. Well, they have a shortage of beds in regards to you can't put a person in a bed if you don't have medical staff to to take care of them in that bed. So there's all kinds of beds. It's just that it was staffing. However, I noticed that Nova Scotia reported they were that they were able to get more doctors and more nurses and that they were on their way. So they wow. are prepared. Wow. Well, uh, like I said, I, I do hope that we see um, more of a rapid response. I know that our government is doing the best, that they, they're trying, and we want to make sure, especially now, that our medical professionals who are in the trenches receive everything they need. So we can report back on another show as well and follow up. But I also want to highlight something here. Um, as you know, we have a face global hubs. We have you know many representatives that are all over. We couldn't have Carol Kennedy on the show today. Uh, she's a registered nurse. She's also the president of We Have a Face um, England and Wales. Um, but she's now put her hat back in the ring, so to speak, as a registered nurse and going to go back out there and help. Yeah. Um, and, and also, we, we wanted to have Dr. Lang on with us, our chief medical advisor for We Have a Face Global Hubs. Unfortunately, he's inundated, taking care of as many people as he possibly can in Germany. So hopefully we can have a follow-up show with um, more of our team to give a more global perspective um, on this. And I just want to state um, for the record that if anything was stated today that is incorrect, I we underscore we are not doctors. We are concerned citizens that are just trying to report as much as we can. Um, like I said, I took the information off the CDC, but we all know the, uh, everything's changing by the minute, not even the hour. So yeah. we just need to continue to report the best that we can. Before we recap, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before yes. we recap? Please, yes, please do. One more thing that I want to mention is I, 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 w I would like to just make a small mention of the media, okay? The media is taking a bad rap right now in regards to reporting and being blamed for hysteria and panic and so on. I, it's true, yep. I, you know what? I disagree with that notion. And the reason that I do is because we wouldn't even have known about it if it weren't for the media. We wouldn't have known that certain people were lying. We wouldn't have known that, that uh, you know, all this stuff that was going on. We would have known if it wasn't for the media. The media is not responsible for that. They are responsible for reporting that it exists and where we're at with it, okay? We're, they, were, they were responsible for reporting what the government is doing. They are responsible for all that. That is not creating panic. That is on people themselves and also people spreading misinformation. And, and, and they really need to look at what they're posting and what they're talking about. They, they well, to, to be fair, you know, I won't lie. I agree with you. Um, and, and we are allowed to have our opinions. 
I also want to underscore the fact that we are seeing something as humans yeah. for the very first time in many, 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 many years that back in the 1800s, when we had an, a, an outrageous outbreak, we did not have the reporting that we do right now. So reporters themselves, vetted reporters who have been doing this for decades, they themselves are struggling to get the accurate information and to bring it to the forefront. Now, let's face it. Are there reporters out there uh, that super sensationalize things? Yes, they do. It's, it's a fact of life. It always has been and it always will be. And that's why underscoring the point that you've made and also – the bottom line approach is to get your information from the most vetted and viable sources, which is our research community, our medical professionals. And that is the stance that I took from the moment of this, and I will continue to take, because that's why they are there. It's, yes. it, that's, that's just my opinion. Well, I, I think that we might want to um, wait a little bit longer, see if we can regroup the team and see if we can bring on a couple of medical professionals as well and maybe come back and have another show um, for updates and uh, a more of a global perspective as well with our other team in Germany and England and Wales. How about that? Perfect. Yes. 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 Well, before we conclude the show, I want to recap. For those of you um, in the Huntington's community, please revisit the HDSA's website, um, we're going to put out all the links within the radio uh, broadcast chat space below. Um, just like I said, everyone needs to take a moment to breathe and listen to the professionals. And, you know, we'll revisit this again. I want to thank you so much, Kevin and Leanne, for hosting today's show along with me. I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Yes, thank you. Well, that concludes our show for today. And I want to thank all of you for listening. It's, it was not an easy show. We are not professionals. But we are definitely here to provide a voice that might not be heard elsewhere. Um, we love our Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's community. Our families and friends, we're all in this together because we will come out of this. Stay tuned for a future show regarding this topic. And always remember... You are loved. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.